10 second ninja easy on the wallet but is it worth your time no but we're gonna talk about it anyway in order to find out here on broke and gaming Welcome, absolutely everyone, to Broke and Gaming. I'm your host, Shay. I'm your other host, Dan. And uh, hey, Shay, what have you been playing recently? Well, Dan, I have been playing a couple of third entries into storied franchises. I've been playing Assassin's Creed 3, which has reminded me just how unenjoyable every game after Black Flag is in that series. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 3 was maybe my least favorite in the in the franchise have you played odyssey i have played odyssey i see your three and raise you odyssey because that game sucks very specific problems like i killed an entire island in odyssey for real like i i allowed a plague to have we talked about this there's a there's a point in odyssey where you're given a choice of like letting a family get murdered because they potentially have the plague or defending them because all life is precious. And then you just kill an entire island's worth of people by saving that family. Dope. <laughs> yeah. And I went, oh, this is way different than what my boy Ezio would be dealing with. <laughs> well, because the assassins aren't around for like Origins or Odyssey or Valhalla. I mean, they're in Valhalla, but like you're not an assassin at first yeah you're like assassin adjacent you're like friends with assassins and then you're like i'll cut off my fingers because i'm tough so i can use this weapon (laughs) that they have yeah yeah, true in true viking fashion but yeah dude three i like so much better than any of those any of the i liked origins okay origins was fine but then odyssey like they, they were like what if we don't make an assassin's creed game but still call it assassin's creed and it was just abysmal and valhalla is a fucking slog man but i'm having a ton of fun with three love overthrowing the british empire and any of their colonies so i mean conceptually i i like where that story is going and i think the red herring of like who you're supposed to be mm-hmm. at the start of the game is a really cool twist yeah i hate connor i hated connor as a character he's so wooden he's so boring he brings nothing to the table really and it could have been a well-designed character, and it just didn't feel like that. Especially when that's the first person you're playing as full time after Ezio. Right. It was just doesn't uh, Alt 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 Altair. I don't know how to say his name. Doesn't Altair. Get, yeah. Doesn't he have a game? He's the original. So that's that's Assassin's Creed. Oh right, 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 right. Yeah. Original, and then it was three games worth of Ezio, mm-hmm. and then Connor. Yeah. I mean, the one after that is Black Flag, and that's all personality. Like, it's great yep. gameplay, but, like, yep. he's such a great character. <laughs> but, yeah. But you're having fun. I mean, it's it's their first, like, real crack, I feel, at a, at a true open world. Like, that map is really big. Yeah. Well, I'm just in Boston, I think, right now. Like, I just started playing it. Okay. And I'm... I it might just be like comparing it to my struggles with Valhalla recently. So like I'm enjoying three a lot more. And I'm sure as soon as I start playing four again, I'll be like, man, three sucks. 
<laughs> but yeah, right now I'm having a lot of fun with Assassin's Creed 3. The other third entry in a storied franchise that I'm playing is uh, I did get back around to playing Borderlands 3. Okay. Because it's been on PlayStation Plus for a while. And the disc version of the game that I have was so like janky and horrific that I just hadn't touched it for like, I want to say like two years. Whoa. Yeah. So I popped back in there and loving that game again. Yeah, it's yeah. really good. I, I feel like I'm being a wet blanket, but there's there's reasons for that, which we'll talk about in a little bit. I do like two more, but three was yeah. a very good entry. Sure. Uh, it's it's just a writing thing more than anything. Like the gameplay is absolutely as good as any other mm-hmm. Borderlands. There are just some like weird story beat stuff that I didn't care for as much. Not as strong of a villain either. The twins are more annoying than anything else. Yeah, for sure. But like Handsome Jack is also one of the best antagonists in video game history for my yeah. money. So yeah, that's a hard, hard thing to try to. to follow up yeah definitely i've been playing a shit ton of kingdoms of amalur re-reckoning oh you're back into it i am man i don't i don't know what it is about that game it's like just different enough from skyrim that like when i'm fatigued on skyrim i can just play that instead and i get my like billion hour rpg fix you know yeah Plus, I think the story progression in Re-Reckoning is scaled a little bit better than in Skyrim. I actually agree with that, yeah. Yeah. I think Skyrim didn't really... There was some scaling in, like, the main missions, but, like, after you get to a certain point, if you haven't done, like, the story quests, like, it's, like, not fun to do them anymore. Right. In Re-Reckoning, like, everything scales with you on the map, so something that was challenging for you at level five is still challenging for you at level 15 right and and the level ups feel more meaningful because they're not as they don't come as frequently as they do in skyrim so yeah with skyrim and and in particular you're scaling skills also in a in a different sort of way like you can max out your archery or your crafting skills at a different pace than your standard level which right. like leads to more interesting gameplay in some aspect, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the fact that it's it's just skill tree based for the most part with Kingdoms of Amalur, like mm-hmm. it, it it does it's it is an entirely different feel. Like you're yeah. you have to strategize in a, in a totally different way. Yeah, kind of similarly to um, Borderlands Three, actually. Yeah, they yeah, have very a much so. similar kind of skill tree planning and meaningful level ups. Yep. So. So yeah, I've uh, been enjoying those. How about you, Dan? What have you been playing? Okay, so I also have been playing a third entry, ironically. (laughs) I don't know exactly why I decided to do this, but I'm replaying (laughs) Arkham Knight, the third entry in the Arkham series. I think partially in preparation for the Suicide Squad game that's coming out in the near-ish future. Yeah. But I was having a discussion with somebody at work about like the different Batman properties and and things like that. And like, I'm still bothered by this story just because they took one of the coolest Batman stories ever, which is under the red hood. And they were just like, yeah, but what if we made him a different person, which is the whole (laughs) basis for (laughs) what this game is. Who the person is, is usually pretty important in Batman stories. (laughs) Yeah. So they, they took a story that is, 
adored and and respected in the Batman canon. And they're like, but like, now he's the Arkham Knight. It's the same. (laughs) Every other thing about it is basically the same in terms of how he's revealed. Well, that's not totally true. But I just, I don't know why they bothered doing it. Like, you could have done Under the Red Hood as a game, still fit it into the Arkham Pantheon, and it wouldn't have mattered. I don't know. It's fine. But I am roughly 40 Riddler trophies away from 100%ing <laughs> this game. I've done Jeez. everything else. Oh, now I'm just... Have to... I know. I just want to say... <laughs> That I've done at least one of them. And like, this one's fucked because they got real lazy with the the Riddler trophies. Like, they're just, uh, I would say about half of them are just hidden in places as opposed to doing puzzles. Uh Uh-huh. Because they made this game so reliant on the Batmobile that they were like, well, we're not going to do a ton of Batmobile-related puzzles, thankfully, because that shit sucks. (laughs) Not good vehicle controls, huh? Well, it's not that... Like, it actually controls pretty well. It's more so that, like, it wasn't a fixture of the other games, and it didn't need to be a fixture of this one. In fact, I think you lose it, like, pretty early in at least the first one. You just don't have it. You use it to knock Bane through a wall, (laughs) and then that's basically it. Yeah, that's that's true. (laughs) Yeah, they don't really have it for much of either one of those. And in this, it's like almost every side quest thing involves a Batmobile in some way, shape or form. Like there are tank battles you have to do, you know, um, one of the most skilled hand to hand combatants in the DC canon Deathstroke. You're, you're familiar with that character. Yeah, dude. Love that guy. Yep. You battle him in a fucking tank. Yeah. Cause that's what he's good at. You don't (laughs) fight him at all. You do this like cat and mouse stalking game oh my god with tanks and then he pops out and you just knock him out immediately cool Love what it. a waste what a waste but yeah 40 riddler trophies away there you go i will have finally done one of those <laughs> and this one's even more like annoying because you could get to a certain point in the other games and riddler will be like oh, i'll get you next time batman and just fuck off or you catch him and then whatever in this one it's like i'm not even gonna look you in the fucking eye until you have every (laughs) one of my riddler trophies (laughs) like they do a a, he's in a mech suit and they do a tease where they like start i know there's so much about this game that they just bail on on what made the other arkham games good you know what though i have an important question to ask about this game sure do you see Scarecrow's nipple in this one? No. Uh, <laughs> and his face is all fucked because I guess in-game canon, Killer Croc like tears him apart. So now like half his jaw is exposed. Like he doesn't wear the, the traditional Scarecrow mask or anything like that. Or even the one that they had with the, the gas masky thing. Yeah. His face is just fucked. Like, <laughs> that's what they went with. Super. Yep. They were also scraping the bottom of the barrel as far as DC villains are concerned. Oh, really? Yeah, like Deacon Blackfire is Ooh. one of the... Yeah, that's fine. So that that's what I've been spending most of my time on. But during our hiatus, I played a little game. 
called Ghostwire Tokyo that I've been dying to talk to you about. So it is a Bethesda game. And Timmy and I were talking about it last night. And I think Timmy landed on the perfect way to describe this, which is not Elder Scrolls six. Well, it feels (laughs) like Bethesda tried to make a Ubisoft game. Sure. Because as far as the map structure and the things that you do, it feels more like a Far Cry than it does an Elder Scrolls or a Fallout. Mm -hmm. Just a bunch of repetitive points on the map. But I really enjoyed this game. The premise is that you're a kid, like late teens, early 20s, who gets possessed by a dead cop (laughs) and has to prevent the world... From being merged with that of the dead. Similar to Guacamelee in a way. Basically everybody in Tokyo gets like soft raptured. And you're protected because you were possessed. Dope. (laughs) So you're just running around a nearly empty Tokyo. Saving spirits. Catching like weird Japanese mythical creatures. Like that thing where it's an umbrella with a foot. And a big old eyeball. Yeah. That just ends up in a bunch of Japanese <laughs> pop culture stuff. Like shit like that. And you have as your primary weapon, basically just finger guns is how I think I described it to you. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But man, I like the story is really compelling. The gameplay is even when repetitive, it's not annoyingly so again it functions like a far cry despite the fact that it's a different studio entirely and yeah i just really really dug it there is talks of either having a sequel or possibly a spin-off or some dlc like they're leaning into this franchise but it's going to be a while until any of that comes out yeah but i'm looking forward to to more of this world the way that it ends like it's it's unlikely that it would be a direct sequel with the same characters but there's a ton of like if they just dip into the lore of of what they built, there's a ton that could be done with this franchise. So unofficial podcast recommendation, Ghostwire Tokyo. It is currently free if you are a PlayStation Plus extra, whatever, whatever subscriber. With a PS5. Um, with a PS5, yeah, yeah, would be the caveat. This is like the first like true AAA PS5 game I've played as well. And uh, I don't notice a real <laughs> difference if i'm being honest between a four triple a and a five triple a but yeah sure what i did notice a huge difference in is this fucking nonsense we're playing for today's episode and i guess we'll start <laughs> as we always start with our short change history today we're playing 10 Second Ninja, which is a 2014 timed platforming abomination released by Four Circle Interactive and released by Mastertronic. An updated and expanded version of the game titled 10 Second Ninja X was released in 2016, published by Curve Games, who longtime listeners may remember as the publisher of Stealth Inc. Oof. (laughs) Yeah. Four Circle's most recent game, Abermore, was released in 2022. And allow me, real quick, to read for everybody... The top review on the Steam store by a user named Aki who owns 1,300 games on Steam. So really as close to an expert as you could possibly want. (laughs) The person who may have created Steam. Yeah, honestly. (laughs) It's a ghost account for for Gabe. Okay, so this is a review for Abermore. This game had a lot of promise, but utterly failed to execute on any of it. It's remarkably buggy. 
badly tutorialized, systems vary from nonsensical to straight up non-functional, and you can't even see the controls in-game. I really wanted to like this. This game badly needs a patch, if not a complete rebuild. So basically, this studio's doing great. 10 Second Ninja <laughs> is available currently for Steam and probably some other platforms. <laughs> hey, Shay. <laughs> Do you want to tell us a little bit about what this game is about? Only because it's part of the podcast, Dan. Yep. So in 10 Second Ninja, you play as a ninja and have to clear platforming levels by throwing stars and killing robots, as well as getting to the end of the level in 10 seconds. That's it. Yep. It sucks. Yeah. I'm going to say one thing, and then we're moving right on to pros and cons. (laughs) I'll say two things. One is fuck this game. Two is this is so unbelievably hard for such a stupid and simple premise that I don't understand why anybody would subject themselves to this. So let's do this. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because this is all we can really discuss. Both Shay and I did not make it past the first stage of this game. I tried really hard. I synced a PlayStation controller to my laptop because I'm like, "This, this is fucking nonsense. I can't handle these keyboard controls, which is my first big con, and still couldn't progress any further. The whole thing is that you have to get a certain number of stars in order to progress to the next sub world, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) But we're both stuck in the forest, both literally and figuratively in this. (laughs) Because you have to do these in such like I, I watched playthroughs of this where people weren't getting better than two stars on anything. Yeah. And they weren't stalling on it. Like I I can't envision a more perfect run than what I was watching people do. And they were still getting two stars. Right. The, the whole, fastest, the fastest Twitch muscles. Yeah. Like you have to, there, you must have to glitch the game in order to get a three star. I'm convinced. All, all, all three stars are time-based, right? Yeah. 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 So every run that you do is 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. And like I did one in three seconds of that 10 and only got two stars. And I stopped playing Right there and then. Yeah, dog. Like, I still need, I think, at least two more stars to get to the next stage. And that's just never going to happen. I'm deleting this. Like, if I could get a refund, I would. But I bought it too (laughs) long ago, I believe, to qualify for such. Oh, man. All right. So, yeah. First big con, like I said, is the controls on this are fucking awful. They do not work as described. The double jump, because you're doing it on a keyboard, just really not the best thing in the world. You're just tapping up twice, and it doesn't feel like it responds the way you want it to. Or at all, sometimes. Or at all. I definitely... I don't have the best laptop in the world, but I've gotten this far in life without having a mouse on it for the (laughs) majority of its, its lifespan, and I've never had this kind of problem before while playing what is essentially a Flash game. Mm Mm-hmm. And yeah, it just doesn't work. The actual mapping of the the keys, like at least for the default, everything's clustered together in a way that like, even if you're doing well on a run, you could just accidentally reset everything. And then fuck me, I guess. You have two different attacks, sword and shuriken. The shuriken, also not the best response in the world Uh all the time. So the controls are all fucking awful. That's a zero point going into it early. Just letting you know, that shit sucks. 
<sighs> I'm getting myself worked up. <laughs> Before we go any further, is there anything, anything that you could envision as a pro for this? No. Okay. Barring, like, an ability to, like, extend the time of your run, the premise of the game isn't even good. No. So, like, built in is like nothing good about this game, you know? Yeah, conceptually, it's already not great. Yeah. Here's here's what's funny. I don't remember either of us suggesting this game. I don't remember <laughs> when this was pitched. I don't remember which one of us pitched it. It just showed up in our Google Doc. I think this is a prank from something. I think you had suggested it when we when I had started talking about moving to do as like or when I was traveling or something to to cover as like a quote unquote lazy episode. Yeah, well, I but we I think we had so already had ago, it in though. the Google Doc at that point. <laughs> Like, that's what I'm saying. I don't remember this ever being brought up in the first place. Outside of the, all right, we need a we need a quick one to do because of the move and everything to uh, Chile. Yes, we needed something that was going to be brief just to give you guys a break and, and whatever to, to get situated. But I don't remember how it got in the Google Doc in the first place. Yeah. It's a cursed game is what I'm saying. <laughs> There's a game that's similar to this that Timmy was talking about called Ninja Sweeper that I think is of a similar premise. It's something like that. It's probably not that exactly because I believe that's like a household cleaning device. But <laughs> there's something like that that does this same thing that's like just a better version, which we could have probably played. I'll have to double check with Timmy <laughs> yeah. what that game yeah. was actually called. Because I wouldn't mind doing a redemption for the, the concept of this. Yeah. But okay, let's let's keep going with cons and cons. So there's this thing in video games where like, yes, Nazis are relatively prevalent, like as your antagonist. But generally, there's a thing about showing swastikas in games that's just like, we don't have to do this. Like we can we can convey the idea of a Nazi without doing that specific thing. And there are laws in Germany and in the EU, I believe, that like prevent iconography like that from being in video games which is why in like wolfenstein it's not a swastika that people are wearing but you can tell they're fucking nazis like yeah. the the modern wolfenstein games yeah and like the fact that all of these fucking robots that you're trashing just have big red emblazoned fucking swastikas on their uh, whatever is, is just it just grosses me out it's wild I didn't even notice that, to be honest with you, because of how quick you have to get through the level. I'm just like, gotta kill these robots and be out of here. Yeah. But that's really fucking gross and unnecessary, especially in this game, where, like, like I said, <laughs> like I just said, it really doesn't matter what the enemies look like, because it takes so so little time to get yeah. through a level that, who cares? They look like generic Dr. Robotnik slash Dr. Eggman type robots. Just yeah. with a big fucking swastika on them. Yep. I'm also, like, just not a fan of jokey Hitler being in games. Like, right? the opening cutscene is like, hey, oh, you guys. I forgot about that. Stop. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like, a floating Hitler head is like, yeah. hey, you guys, stop texting during these meetings. Hashtag Hitler is fat is not funny. And I'm like, why, why, why do we try to make Hitler cute and stuff? I don't fucking get it. Yeah. 
poking fun at Hitler and like trying to make Hitler funny are two very fucking different things tonally. Yeah. Fuck this. Oh my god, please take over. The backgrounds are entirely static. The levels suck. The platforming is atrocious. These are these are all some of my least favorite things. I love that song. Yeah, dude, this game is just horrendous. Yeah. And the idea that you're charging money for for a game that probably exists on fucking addictinggames.com. Yeah, it's it's full on fucking Newgrounds style. Yeah, dude. Gameplay. Yeah. It's just like the audacity to make and then sell this game is yeah. horrific. What's hilarious is like the sequel to this, the uh, 10 Second Ninja X, mm-hmm. is currently available on Steam for half of the price of the original <laughs> dog shit one. And I'm like, I'm not spending another cent. Like, for due diligence's sake, I dis- I debated buying the second one to be like, okay, here's what they approved upon. Here's what they like did with the concept. Because for one, they're not Nazis in, in X. They're like okay. pirates, which that makes Fine. sense in an internet culture way of like ninjas versus pirates. Awesome. Cool. Great. Even ninjas versus robots kind of touches on that same kind of idea. But like then to like press Nazism onto yeah. the robots for no reason. Yeah. Just fucking weird. It's like if you're just looking up like what's a good villain to put in a game? What's what's something that people will easily recognize? Like, yes, that is going to be your number one thing. Granted. But Pirates is a more clever idea, again, just internet culture-wise. But I could not justify giving this studio another red fucking cent. And we only paid $2 for this game. Like, and I'm still mad about it. Yeah. I could have gotten a double cheeseburger at Burger King instead of this, and I would have been infinitely more satisfied. (laughs) Do you want to know what 10 Second Ninja... X goes for on PlayStation right now. What's up? Ten fucking dollars. Yeah, that's the normal <laughs> price. It is it is ninety nine cents currently on Steam, but that is the normal price, which is like outrageous. Because this, it's still the same core gameplay, even if yeah. it's polished. It's still just ten second runs to clear a board, no matter what. Yeah, I will say ten second ninja not available on PlayStation Four. It's it's not. It's definitely yeah. not. <laughs> Good move. That's a pro. They don't even... Okay. <laughs> they don't sell it anymore. They don't mention it. It's like it doesn't exist in the studio's history. Like, their official websites, there's nothing for this. Other than its presence on Steam, you can't find a fucking thing about this game. It's like they're just like, oh, no, 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 no. That's... That <laughs> That wasn't us. That wasn't <laughs> no, us. No, Here, This is the good one. This is the one that we want you to see. Like, they yeah. know it's bad. They must know it's bad. Yeah. But we're gonna... We're gonna def- decide that definitively and we're gonna rock it through this fucking bullshit let's throw numbers love throwing numbers up first dan does it work fuck no zero points zero points is it engaging absolutely not zero points zero points does it look good it looks fine but like there's nothing to it so yeah no i i mean at best half point but out of spite zero points i'll give it a half <laughs> is there replayability no i guess so I mean, right baked in but we're we decided we're not really counting yeah for what yeah yeah Yeah. zero points is there a story (laughs) (laughs) i mean point five (laughs) yeah go for it 
I'll give it I'm a half. I'm good with that. Yep. All right. Is it worth the cost? No. This retails at one ninety nine. Yeah, no. On the Steam store, <laughs> no. and no, it is not worth that. No. This game wouldn't be worth it if it were free. It is yeah. awful. So that's gonna put our final <laughs> scores for today. <laughs> and no, based on the numbers, we still would definitely not recommend this. Absolutely not. Point five points for me. One point from Shay. Fucking Christ, we need a palate cleanser. Hey, Shay, would you like to play a game? Dan, construct a space station with power-giving rockets. I would love to play a game. That is, of course, Space Base. Oh, I played that. Yeah, it's a good fucking game. It's a great game. Yeah. All right, since I don't want to spend another second, much less 10 on today's subject, we're going to pivot. Pretty hard, in fact. Based on our earlier conversation, because I knew what we were going to talk about just based on historical data (laughs) at the top of the episode, and really a lot of our episodes in general, between myself and Shay, it's a safe bet that we have put in hundreds, if not thousands, of combined hours in open world games. Assassin's Creed, Far Cry, Elder Scrolls, Fallout, you name it, there's a pretty good chance that one of us has wandered around in it. But Shay... Have you ever stopped to consider how big these worlds actually are? Oh, well, no. <laughs> today, <laughs> that's exactly what we're going to discuss. I'm going to give you a list of games, and you are going to arrange them by overall map size from smallest to largest. Like in our match game, I'll give you two cracks at it, and I'll try to help you out where we can. But it's going to be nine games in total, just arranging. What I'll do is I'll tell you which ones are right in placement. And I may nudge you in certain directions if you have certain orders correct and, like, maybe one is slipped somewhere. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. But here are the games we're going to be discussing. First up, it's Assassin's Creed Odyssey. (laughs) I love when shit works out this way, by the way. It's 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 just the best. It's fucking cosmic here, man. This show has at least one of these per episode at this point. Yeah. (laughs) All right. After that, it's Death Stranding. I still haven't played that game. It's in my library. I won't yeah. delete it, but it's also yeah, that's that's also free for PS Extra Plus Platinum. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After that, we got Fallout Four. Okay. Far Cry Five. All right. GTA Five. Okay. Minecraft. All right. No Man's Sky. Oh shit! All right. Skyrim. Okay. And Xenoblade Chronicles X. Okay. I gotta imagine Minecraft and Romance Sky is the biggest. Alright, so I'm so I'm going to, I'm gonna rank these from smallest to largest. Yes. So nine ninth would be No Man's Sky. Okay. I'm gonna say Minecraft is at eight. Okay. Skyrim's map, is that just the base map? Or with the DLC? I think that's a good question. At this point, I believe the DLC is built into any edition that you buy. I believe that's true, but also I don't think it would change its ranking based on that. Okay. Like, I think it, it would be negligible sure. from the next tier up. I think Skyrim's bigger than... I know Skyrim's bigger than... I hope Skyrim's bigger than Odyssey. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What a gauntlet there. I don't even know what the question would be that would help me with some of these, pick some of these out. I debated doing this as a matching game, but like, 
No Man's Sky would have blown it out of the water for me anyway. Yeah. Because it you can't measure that in square miles. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. So uh, we'll we'll reveal that that is the biggest right off the bat. And the only descriptor I've found for how large it is is measured in galaxies, which is 255 <laughs> galaxies. Holy fuck. Worth of content. You know what, man? Like good on them for the ambition. I don't remember how well the game did badly. Uh, I know. Uh, I know it I know at launch it was really bad because people would play for like months and months and not see another player. They wouldn't see um, another player because it was procedurally generated. You could also spend months of your life going to planets that just have nothing to do. But where we stand right now, it is the title holder for the largest playable map in video game history and will probably never be topped. Yeah. Hypothetically, if you were able to visit one planet per second, it would take <laughs> you nearly 600 billion years to oh visit God. each one. It is unimaginably large. Like, I don't fucking understand how you program that. From everything I've heard about it, it has improved and there is like actual interesting stuff at a higher rate. Yeah. But so many people were reluctant to give it a try after that launch that nobody's nobody's on it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. 600 billion years <laughs> is wild. I, good. Good job. No man's All right. Let me hop back in here. Sure. I feel like Skyrim, Far Cry fallout and odyssey are kind of in the same range here's here's what we can do there are five games in the list today that are under 50 square miles two of them are in the hundreds one is galaxies and one is much larger than hundreds okay I'm, i'm still sticking with minecraft as like the second biggest one okay see i'm unsure about what xenoblade and death stranding look like i'm inclined to think that xenoblade is the third largest but i don't know see gta is throwing me for a loop here a city right yeah it's basically almost a one-to-one for los angeles and the surrounding areas Hmm. maybe that's if it's including the surrounding areas i'm actually going to put gta as the third biggest is this like how much you can This is explorable. So I I was tempted to put Final Fantasy 15 into this. Mm-hmm. But because so much of it is water that you can't really do much of anything with and mountain ranges that you can't cross like even yeah. even in the car for the most part. Yeah. I didn't think that was a fair representation. Plus I was having trouble getting like a good read like there are many, 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 many estimates that put it roughly in the 700 square mile range, which would make it, for what we're doing today, the third largest. Gotcha. Hypothetically. But I couldn't get a good consensus on it because of the distinction between explorable and not explorable. Sure. Which do you think is the smallest? Let's let's start there. See, I'm actually kind of leaning towards Death Stranding, but I don't know. I'm actually kind of going back on Xenoblade. Because I feel like you spend that entire game on foot, and if you make that like a hundred square mile map, that's not 
I mean, like you do run around <laughs> for a lot of those games. Yeah, it's kind of the <laughs> it's kind of one of the main things about it. Yeah, I think I'm going to put Xenoblade in there as the smallest. OK, I think uh, Skyrim is bigger than Far Cry 5 for sure. I shouldn't say for sure, but that's it's on my list. It's going to be bigger than Far Cry 5. OK, for sure. Is Fallout bigger than Skyrim? Is the thing I think I think Fallout I'm gonna put as the fourth largest, then Skyrim, then Far Cry Five, then Odyssey, and then Death Stranding, and then Xenoblade. Okay, so this is my from biggest to smallest. Here's what I got: No Man's Sky, Minecraft, GTA Five, Fallout Four, Skyrim, Far Cry Five, Odyssey, Death Stranding, Xenoblade. All right. Tabulating your score here, you have two correct. <laughs> Super. <laughs> the only one that you got in addition to No Man's Sky was Minecraft. And cool. your order for the rest of them is not right. You have uh, There are two that are correct in, in where they are in relation to each other. And that is it. Minecraft, just for... Would you want to take a stab at how big Minecraft is? I don't even want to guess. <laughs> it is 1.5 billion square miles. It is about eight times the size of the Earth. <laughs> of explorable area. <laughs> Fucking wild. Damn it. Those are my two softballs. <laughs> yeah. All right. So back to the drawing board for the other seven yeah okay here's what i'm willing to do <laughs> okay i want you to pick two of the games that you're questioning the most and okay. i will tell you the square mileage i won't tell you where they're at in the order but i'll give you what their overall square mileage is okay give me death stranding and gta uh death stranding and skyrim okay death stranding is 230 square miles it's supposed to represent the entirety of the United States, which, uh, as you may well be familiar with, is not that small. But that's what the map looks like. Like, it looks like the United States. And just so mm -hmm. Sam Porter isn't walking for literal <laughs> months worth of time, yeah, right. they just, like, scaled it way down. But that's what it's supposed to be. Skyrim is 15 square miles. Okay. <laughs> yes. The largest of the Elder Scrolls is actually Elder Scrolls 2, which is astronomically large, comparatively speaking. Okay, I guess I'll say that Skyrim's the smallest then. This particular quiz is very difficult for me because A, my brain does like not grasp the concept of distance in theory. You know what right. I mean? I was going to ask how your, how your spatial awareness was. <laughs> and then in addition to that, like, Pairing that further down into how big is the actual map compared to what the map in the game looks like. You know what I mean? Yeah. Has has been difficult for me. So I guess I'll say that Skyrim's the smallest. Bethesda's laziness would suggest that Fallout would be the next smallest. No, I'm going to say Xenoblade is second smallest. That's fucking insane. 15 square miles for the, ent the entirety of the Skyrim map. Well, that does also like tell you what the scale of a lot of these other ones are well it, it would if my brain worked but yeah i i <laughs> wanted to stay with things that i figured you would be like somewhat familiar with 
Yeah, like, yeah I tried no, to... I can I can picture all of these in-game maps in my brain. Like Red Dead Redemption 2 is also massive. By the way, uh Elder Scrolls 2 is about 80,000 square miles. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, compared to the 15 in Skyrim. It must just it must just feel like 80,000 in Skyrim because of how many fucking dungeons there are. Yeah, I because <laughs> so much is peppered around that map, like it makes it feel so massive. Yeah. Um but I guess that's true. You really don't go very far in between little symbols on the map. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Red Dead Redemption 2 is roughly like 21 square miles, but because we brought it up before and I know you haven't played it, I decided not to include that today. Well, hey, thanks. Appreciate it. And try. I'm going to say, I'm going to put Far Cry at number seven. So like third biggest. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. No, that's not where it belongs. I'm not, now I'm trying to think like, how long does it take to drive from place to place? And like compare that to Skyrim. Can I give you? You can. Hey, listen, Dan. You can give me whatever you want in this quiz. Okay, awesome. I am going to do poorly on my own. I want to give you one more square mileage. So pick pick one more of those, and we'll we'll. Give Odyssey you. is is stumping me. Forty five square miles. All so right. you know that Skyrim is smaller than Odyssey, which is smaller than Death Stranding. You have those. Yes at least relative to each other all right and then earlier you said five of them were in the five or less range. than 50 then there's one in the hundreds and then two that are very big uh two of them are in the hundreds two of them are in the hundreds okay. right so death stranding is one of them so that's going to be higher on the list yep either six or seven i think gta has got to be the other one okay man i should have asked you about xenoblade <laughs> but i'm gonna say uh death stranding is seven gta is six I think Odyssey is five, Fallout is four, Far Cry is three. I don't think that's right. Okay, yeah, I guess we'll lock that in. I don't know that I'm going to do better than that. So let me run down biggest to smallest for you again. Sure. No Man's Sky, Minecraft, Death Stranding, GTA, AC Odyssey, Fallout 4, Far Cry 5, Xenoblade, Skyrim. Okay. Do you want this presented in smallest to largest or largest to smallest? Let's do largest to smallest. Okay. So as we said, No Man's Sky, Minecraft, you got right. You have added Death Stranding to that list. That is Dope. the third largest map for our purposes today at 230 square miles. At number six, Xenoblade Chronicles. Yeah, that, at as, 100... as we got further in, as we got further in, I was like, that's it's bigger. than It's really it big. I mean, compared to a lot of other things, it's 154 square miles. Assassin's Creed Odyssey, you have correct at 45 All square right. miles. All After right. that, at number four, GTA five at 30 square miles. Total explorable area. Skyrim is number three at 15. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Far Cry 5, a mere 12 square miles. Because, I mean, it's all it's all in that valley for the most part. And you can damn near wingsuit the whole map if you really, really try. It feels you say so. huge. Like, yeah. Far Cry does a very, very good job. Especially, and I think it's it's kind of similar in Skyrim where it's there's so much to explore in, in yeah. pockets that it makes it feel very big. Yeah. But the Undisputed King, when it comes to that kind of thing, it, for for me is the fallout series which is the smallest yep. of these maps at less than 10 it's it's about nine and a half square miles for fallout 4 but again everything's condensed in a certain way that it makes it feel very massive yeah 
But that's four points added to the big board today. Honestly, that's... Hey, I'll, I'll, take, I'll take it. No, Those that wasn't swings. bad at all. I mean, these were <laughs> these were shots in the dark across the board, pretty much, other than No Man's Sky. You did great. I, I'm very pleased with that. And you've earned yourself another <laughs> tier. All right. I've been told to tell you to look in the scanner. <laughs> okay. I'll be right back. Yep. <laughs> I'm setting back up, but I feel like I'm on another scavenger hunt here because I found my 275 point medallion with a note that says, look under the table, you big old winner. (laughs) The dimensions of the room that I'm in do not allow me to actually look under the table. So, (laughs) all right, I have gotten PlayStation icons desk mat. That's very cool. I like that a lot. Look at that. And in addition to that, I have also gotten, it is a, what is this? It's a light up headphone stand. Also oh, dope. PlayStation icon. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Oh, awesome. <laughs> I got these for you uh, before I knew you were moving. And uh-huh. now you have a new thing to organize your new space. Dope. Yeah. Perfect. Well, we'll Thank put you, up a Dan. picture of that and put it up on the instagram for the episode well congratulations shay at least something good came out of this episode (laughs) every episode is a listenable episode for some reason or another kids that's that's your lesson even if the game is terrible something nice might happen i have not even yet figured out our 300 point prize (laughs) i've now like made it almost impossible to top certain prizes the pop-up figure is is now I guess the upper echelon. The greatest thing that has ever happened. (laughs) (laughs) Again, folks, Shay got a free (laughs) Xbox. I love all of my prizes equally. That's that's horrible and wonderful all at the same time. All right. Well, that's just about going to do it for us today. As always, you can follow us on social media at BNGPod on both Twitter and Instagram, where we post sales that you should be aware of that we call cheap codes, as well as custom artwork for every episode. Boy, this one in specific, (laughs) I put my heart and soul into. (laughs) Yes, I did just post about the... uh, I forget what the fucking sale is called, but PlayStation has a big sale going on right now. Days of Days of Play, yeah. Yeah. So definitely look into that. Price is up to 80% off now through, I want to say, the 7th of June. And then they also have a separate sale that's running until, um, I believe, August that has uh, equal percentages that you can get off of games. Um, what date is this up to drop? Uh, not the 7th. Nope. <laughs> I recently posted about a sale that you missed. <laughs> Yeah, if you're if you're just hearing about it now, which is why you need to follow us on social media. Yeah. Either way, the summer sale is going on at PlayStation. I think that lasts until August. So if you follow us on Twitter, great. <laughs> if not, you miss the days of play sale. You fool. Anyway, if you'd like to share the show, you could do so with our hosting site, which is anchor.fm slash BNG pod. And if you'd like to follow us on Twitch, where I'm going to try to stream every off week on Saturday you can do so at twitch.tv slash BNG podcast. And if you want to send us an email for any reason, you can do so at broke and gaming pod at gmail.com on the off chance that someone suggested this to us in an email. 
fuck you for this specific game. <laughs> but otherwise, we do love getting game suggestions. So you can send us those there or just any comments about what we do and what we like to do and what you like about us. Hey, Shay, what are we playing next time? Next time, Dan, we'll be playing a little game called American Fugitive. So make sure you tune in for that. But until then, goodbye, absolutely everyone. Goodbye. I crinkled that plastic right next to the microphone. Sure did. <laughs> it didn't come through that bad on my end, but we'll see how it comes in yeah, the final edit. It's definitely it's definitely in the on my audio track. <laughs> how how bad did it spike? Uh it didn't spike, but you'll it'll be tough for me to get out. Okay, great. <laughs>